And we are underway. From Rainbow Bay to Rainbow Beach to the Switch and everything in between. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. Have a funny day. Go and have fun now. Your new local. You're going to love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Second week blues we've got a bit. Dobbo's a bit flat. How are you, big fella? I'm all right. I'm not sleeping real well. Oh, why? Okay. I'm living with my father-in-law. Um, You're sleeping with him? No, well, when the room opposite is. Um, Does I'll, he snore? Can you hear him? No, oh, I can't hear him. I've been good. attacked by his dog but um, in the middle of the night. What sort but of dog is it? Labrador, Biscuit. See, what Biscuit sleeps in the room with him and if you get up to go to the bathroom, because obviously he's been there in the house alone, Biscuit thinks it's an intruder. Well, Oh, no. He's waking up and going to a piss in the middle of the night. Come on, well, Biscuit, get <laughs> yeah, out of get out Biscuit. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Aircon. Where do we all stand with aircon in summer in our bedrooms? Uh, depends if it's a really stinking hot day, and Let's I'm say not last on. night. I, yes, on. I think you could argue aircon might be the greatest invention of the last fifty, sixty years. Okay, so if you are mid seventies and you grew born and bred in Ipswich, it's safe to say that you haven't had aircon your whole life, and that generation probably live without it. We're probably a bit softer. They probably didn't even have fans. No, and they don't really care for it. They just sure. have learned to sleep. Well, I'm not of that generation. <laughs> and so I like aircon morning, noon and night. You have been known to leave your aircon on 24 mm. hours a day even when no one's home. Fans, yep. aircon, yep. you name it. Climate change is a fairy tale for you, isn't it? Not interested. Sure. It's a myth. Um, so we've hit a crossroad in our relationship because last night I get home and Never, ever try to take on a daughter about a dad because... Just don't de- come between them, no. De- never. I mean, she she, she will always side. Mm-hmm. I said, well, what are we doing tonight? It's a bit smuggy down there. She goes, mm. I've opened the window and I've turned the fan on. I said... It's not um, cutting it. I said, what about air con? No, dad doesn't like it and I get a headache from it. I'm like... It does dry oh, you okay. out. Oh, hold on. We were outvoted. Plain and simple. It's 2v1. Hang on. Unless Biscuit the dog's on your side with the aircon, you're out. you got to suck it up, princess. This is one of these situations. It's not a split system in every room. Oh, it's what is a, it? It's an um, inbuilt one. So if it's in Amity's room, it's in Vern's room. Yep. Oh, well, yeah, then, yeah. Suck it up, princess. You're no. going to have to not. I'm moving on. back to home for sleeping at night. A fan's I'm good. Back. Is it a ceiling fan? Yeah, ceiling fan. That's fine. She only wants it on three, not two. This is this is one is of three. The lowest. Yes. Oh. You, you are exposing yourself. Uh, is one of the greatest. What needy? Flip. I can live with that. Flip floppers. What do you mean? In history. How often, Lisa, have we stood around here in the office and had to hear about nobody roughing it in the territory, just roll a swag out, you hey. know, blah, 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 blah. and now <laughs> we have to hear about how we can't Maybe. survive a night without hey, air hey, conditioning. Hey, 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 Did I rough it for about 15 years? 100%. 15 years? Mate, you should have seen where I lived when I was in Springshore and in Condamine. You would never live in there. But guess what? I'm comfortable with you calling me five-star Benny now. Those days are past me. I don't give a crap. Aircon, Foxtel, couch. That's all I need. Five-star Benny. The only star he sleeps star, yeah, under a five-star five Benny. Excellent. All right, five-star Benny it is. Big news last night, uh, released from the Queensland Rugby League. Cameron Smith, um, arguably the greatest player of all time, standing down as an assistant coach of the Queensland Origin team. He's going to coach the Crumbin Eagles. He wants to be at home. So 
They've gone and got an absolute superstar and big-time coach in the making. Matt Ballin, former premiership player at Manly. He's Queensland's uh, under-19s coach, and he's now an assistant coach of the Maroons. He's also an assistant coach of the Broncos, and he joins us this afternoon. Hello, Matthew. How are you, mate? Hey, Dobbo. That's the nicest thing you've ever said about him. <laughs> uh, so, off air anyway. <laughs> Congratulations, mate. How did you find out? I mean, this I saw you at Tom Brady. You never even gave me a snitch on it. I mean, oh, you've obviously been holding this secret for a while, mate. <laughs> no, I literally found out yesterday, Arvo. I was, um, I was standing there talking to Kevy Walters, and we have our Teamworks app on our phone. And when I was talking to him, we were looking at the phone, just discussing what times the sessions were, and came up with Billy Slater. On the thing, and I said to Kev, I'll take it later. And Kev goes, no, mate, you need to take it now. So Billy had already spoken to Kev, and um, they'd sorted it out. So then I just answered the phone, and that was when I found out. It was probably 3 o'clock yesterday, are they? Oh, oh, that's awesome. amazing. Yeah. Matt, how does it feel to be stepping into a staff position like that in a state of origin team? Do you immediately have respect in that position, or do you feel like you have to earn it? Oh, I think um, I'm, I'm, well, I've had to step in before for Smitty in the East State of Origin. I was terrified when I actually played. But um, one of the things that put me at ease was Melman Ingalls, the coach then, and he just said, Matty, we picked you for, for you being Matt Ballin. said, we don't want you to go out there and be Cameron Smith. You just go out and be Matt Ballin. And that's probably what typifies Queensland. And they picked the players for themselves, and they don't want them to go and be anyone else. Like Billy Slater, when he first came in, he was just Billy Slater when he played for Queensland. So... That's what Bill says now. He often speaks about earning earning the right to, to be a player in the team or earning the right to be a coach. So I'll just go and work hard and um, you know, just my job is to prepare the players as best I can to, to beat New South Wales. So I'll go and do that and, and just do the best I can at it. My mail from inside the world, the Kurumban world where I live is that uh, Smithy just couldn't be asked with the M1 anymore. He just seems <laughs> sick of it. So You want to talk about good months. I mean, some people have phenomenal off-seasons, you know, like and as a playing and a coach, you think, Matt Ballon's <laughs> off-season, can we just talk about it? He goes on this little, they have these things yeah. where they go, this training teaching junkets, right? So he goes overseas <laughs> as a teacher. While he's over there, he gets dressed up in a bag of fruit, gets, says to his then-time girlfriend, hey, let's go for a walk across Brooklyn Bridge, proposes to oh. her on the bridge. So why is he in New York? He, like, he's, you want to talk about overachieving. He proposes in New York. Oh. Now he's just been told he's an origin coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, the next, last couple of months, mate, put it in the bottle because they don't get any better than that. I'm a serial overachiever. When I played footy, I probably shouldn't have played for Queensland. I did probably shouldn't have played NRL, but just overachieved. So... Yeah, it's been a great off-season. Like you said, I got engaged for this. That was really nice. And then and now just to, to get an opportunity to coach for Queensland's an unbelievable you know, opportunity. But it's just, for me, I've just got to go and work hard and, and make sure I do a really good job and then the rest will take care of itself. Nothing really brings you back down to earth like painting your own house, does it? <laughs> I love it. It's very therapeutic. I just go and get all the, get all the other stuff out of your head. When we when we called you, Matt, you said, let me just get off my roof. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, well, we're glad your feet are on the ground. Hey, quickly, Matt, now, um, any visa issues for you with getting over to Vegas in a couple of weeks? No, I think I'm pretty clean. I've, I've, I applied um, last October, it was, or whatever, and got through okay. So I think I'm, I'm good to go and um, can't wait. Looking forward to it. It'll be a great trip. Uh, Bronx, I mean, obviously, you know, you're part of the coaching staff, very much involved. Um, we spoke with Kevin yep. yesterday. It really is leaving 23 in the past and focusing on this. And do you believe that Brisbane have the side that can go that one better? Yeah, I think every year, you know, you, you have a belief in your team. Um, we've got a great bunch of players and, and a really good staff in the whole club. So 
Um, I, there's no reason why we can't go better. You know, obviously luck and a lot of other things plays into it. But I think the main thing Kevy's talked about in the off-season, which everyone's bought into, is that 2023 is gone. But we're a young team and we're going to learn so much from it. Like I've seen blokes like Ezra Mann, who we know had a great game in the origin, in the, in the state, in the grand final, um, scored three tries. He's grown heaps over the off-season. You know, Jordan Ricky's come back from a shoulder. He's grown a lot. But that, that's that organic growth that Kevy's been asking for and the players have really bought into that and, and they're wanting to go one better as well. I think it really hurt the loss. So it's a big year for us and we're all excited about it. Well, we could never get Cam Smith on this show because he was paid to be somewhere else. So it is a pleasure to be able to have the Queensland assistant coach, Matt Ballin, as a friend of the show in 2024. Matt, congratulations. We can't wait to speak to you more throughout the year. Good on you guys. Thanks for having me on. A little child has got himself into a little sticky situation in Compalabar shops over the weekend. Got himself stuck in one of those claw machines. You know, those games where they have all the plush toys in them and they are just, they are really primed for children, aren't they? Because I feel like there needs to be a bit more security maybe in where you get the prize out because that is just asking for children to go through there and to go in and go, you know what, I want a toy, so I'm going to go get it. So little boy Ethan has thought, you know, I want one of those toys. Let's go through this tunnel up into the <laughs> into the claw machine and thought. And he was having a lovely time. He was sitting amongst the toys, laughing at his parents on the other side who were absolutely <laughs> mortified that their child was sitting in a claw machine in the middle of Capalabar shops. But he was having a very lovely time until it came time for the police to get him out of the claw machine. Are you able to get into that back corner? Hey, Ethan, Ethan, go to that back corner. Go over no, to that corner over there. Go to mum. Go to mum. And cover his eyes. Now, Ethan, cover your eyes. Hide. Oh, there you go. Is, is, is that the glass? That's the, That's glass, the glass breaking. Going. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know why they didn't have a key for it. I feel like centre management could probably have a key. There's an unlock there, but police broke it. But the only time that Ethan ever got upset was when they took him out of the claw machine. <laughs> he, that was the first time he cried. He was having the best time. So, so, so it, they put him in the back corner so that he was looking at mum on the other side so that they could smash yeah. the glass safely. But police had to do that. So hmm. it was a nice little rescue I'm not for judging. Ethan. I'm not oh. judging these people, but I'm but. finding the parents. I mean, seriously. Finding them. I'm finding them. They're paying for the damage. They are being, I'm questioning. Like, I'm really? sorry, Liesl. To say, oh, a kid's going to get into a into a claw machine. I mean, keep, 7.20 on a Sunday night. I'm sorry. A three-year-old? I, I, I'm like, hang on. Look after your kids. They have to literally push a door open, climb up in there to get up in there. And I can say, oh, we weren't keeping up. Mate, you're at a shopping centre. Keep an eye on your kids. Do you I, have I to don't look, like. I, you I'm have looking to watch at this going twenty four seven. Well, no, every of minute course. of every day. How old's Ethan? Three. three. My, I've got a three year old son. Yeah. Now these claw machines, whether they're actually putting money in oh, and it. playing them or not, they uh, they draw your kids go drawn to them. Of course. It, uh, Mac, my son, could disappear into one of those things with in in under two yeah, seconds. I reckon. With in him. under two seconds. But I can't see if he if he makes his mind up. Unless I'm standing right next. If he makes his mind up, he's getting up in there. Nah. And, and you know what it is? Remember, do you always have used to, as a kid, have a house with a dog door? 
Oh, How yeah. much fun was it crawling through the dog well, door? Because you could fit. Because you could fit. Yeah. yeah. So you could, that's it's what that is tempting, to It's very tempting. But the problem is with kids, they don't realise when they start no. getting bigger, they might get stuck <laughs> in things and that they can't go back the way that they might, came. Might be the Dobbin DNA, but we've never got, we've never been able to get our head or anything into, into <laughs> any Dobbin. <laughs> that like, says and more I say about... that before Forbes and Banks, I'm sorry, boys. You're not going to get oh. stuck in any of those doors. You've They're, got a too big a melon. How old are they? Not even 12 months no. old and they yeah. still couldn't fit no, in there no with way. those heads. No way. I got, I remember you. Kids get stuck in great spots. Like I love stair rails. You know, <gasps> when, when you kids... see their heads get stuck through, and the fire brigade has to get oil on there to try and get their heads through back the way it came in. I yeah. got stuck in a storm drain once with a mate. Like what? it was in Adelaide. It wasn't. It's not. It's not oh. like a Queensland storm drain where oh. the, you actually might get water coming down. It was in Adelaide. We jumped in and thinking this will be fun, and then we looked <gasps> down. Well, we can't get out now. This is a problem. <gasps> So we got saved eventually by our parents who came going, where the hell did those two go? But kids do get stuck in silly spots. So many great mm, places. Yeah. Well, one, two, three, five, three. Let's celebrate little Ethan. <laughs> Let's celebrate uh, little Ethan. He's safe and sound. We want to hear about where your kid got stuck. Kylie from Regent's Park. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Good. Where did your kid get stuck? <laughs> it's actually your friend's daughter. When she was about five, she got stuck between her knee, got stuck between some metal cricket wickets at the local cricket oh. field. So, yeah, what did they have to do? Grind it off or weld the weld the wickets to bits? Well, she was not as happy as young Ethan, believe it or not. Um, no, we ended up just getting her out with a whole lot of sun cream lubrication and ah. five strong men, but it took like ten minutes. Wow, it was not fun. And that would have started mm. swelling too on the other side. It so did. they get the oh. oxy out eventually. They get the oxy out and just cut it. But anyway, new meaning uh, yeah. to the leg before wicket. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah. Jeff from Wellington yeah. Point. How are you, mate? Yeah, good day, guys. How you going? Going well. Going well. Where have you been stuck? Yeah, look, yeah, look I wasn't stuck. The young bloke, he wasn't stuck either. I've got a set of triplets <laughs> and another one nine years later, and they thought it was fun to drop him down the laundry chute. The triplets so, dropped your nine, young, young youngest child down the laundry chute. And then raced him back up again and did it again. Did he get <laughs> stuck? <laughs> No, no, he streamlined, slid down pretty quick. How, how, okay, just Jeff, just before we call um, docs, uh, how, how far's the laundry chute? How big's the laundry chute, mate? Oh, two story house. And there was, oh, a, bit of a, dog leg. There was a little bit of a dog leg in it. Jeff, so, how fun. Yeah, I thought it was. Youngest, got any, youngest got any issues, mate, at all? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Runs a laundromat, actually. Well, we, we thought we might have been. No, it's a paramedic now, so that's okay. Oh, oh, he's good done good. good. good he's probably saving some children out of laundry chutes himself. Dale from Burpengary, where'd your kid get stuck? Oh, it was me, actually. Yeah. Um, I was decided to be entertaining to lick the top of the fridge about when I was about seven and got stuck to the top of the fridge. Oh my god! You, you, you've just reminded me. You've just reminded me of something. You're right. It can happen. So hold on. So your your tongue's stuck to the top of the fridge. Now this is straight out of Dumb and Dumber. Where? How did they get you off? I uh, just hot water, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that my niece. Hurt. My niece was in Lapland and decided to lick a, a paling and got a tongue stuck on a paling in Lapland of all places. But anyway, um, thank you, Dale. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Zach from Kedron, how are you, mate? Good, guys. Um, So when I got stuck, it was last year, and my head got stuck between monkey bars. Oh, ouch. Okay, Zach, just quick. How old are you, mate? 11. Right. Talk us through how it got stuck, first of all. Um, So first of all, I was climbing up, like, where you put your feet to go down the slide, mm-hmm. and... 
the monkey bars is like behind you. So I jumped up and like I was laying down on the monkey bars. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to get down and I tried going through in between the monkey bars and my head got stuck. Right. Ooh. Next question, Zach. I oh, assume you don't have monkey bars around your head at the moment. So you've got out. How did you get out? Um, my dad twisted me so my head could actually fit, and then it, I came down. It was like the exorcist. Lucky that, lucky <laughs> twist that, him around. Lucky that Zach can actually talk to us now. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Zach. It's so scary. <laughs> Zach, thank you for the call. Money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. We had plans to win the whole $200 million this evening. And as the Triple M family, we want to make sure that we're sharing in the generosity of this winning ticket. So we wanted to put together the Triple M Rush Hour Syndicate for this $200 million. Look, I won $32 last week, so I'm feeling pretty lucky this week. I won 17. I won 17. Cost me 100. One seventy-eight. It was a uh, really good investment. Cost yeah. me sixteen, and I won thirty-two. So yeah. I'm feeling yeah. pretty lucky this You're week. You're in form. I am in form, yeah. and I feel like if I was racing, I would be probably odds-on favourite to win the whole lot. And I'm feeling so generous that I just want to share it with the whole family. So we thought we're going to put together the Triple M Rush Hour Syndicate, but we needed some numbers to put mm. them together. So we need seven numbers between one and thirty-five, and a Powerball between one and twenty. First one came through was from Dobbo. The average birth date of all of Dobbo's children yep. came to 15.4, but we rounded, rounded down, down to 15. 15. I chose number four because it's fourth lane in the swimming pool is the fastest and also I went to four Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. That's my lucky one. We had Mark and Cannon Hill who suggested seven because it's the most frequent number to be drawn in the lottery, yeah. according to him uh, and statistics. Angie from Labrador, number 20, because when she left home at 18, the only thing she had in her that her parents gave her was 20 cents in case she needed to call. <laughs> home. Luckily, she never did. It's a lucky number. Fran from Ashgrove, number 27. When she was little, she spun a wheel and she chose 27, won a teddy bear. Michelle from Mount Warren Park chose number two. 222 is in her phone number and she won a carton of beer on a $2 raffle ticket. Yep. And lucky last number, Stephen Miles, Premier Stephen Miles mm-hmm. gave us number 11 because it was his 47th day in office. Now, there's no 47 in the numbers, so we added four and seven, which gave 11. Bang. Made sense. Made a lot of sense. But we need a Powerball. So we've right. gone with eight because Liam's suggestion was his all his kids and him are born in August. Mm-hmm. I'm born in August too. And uh, because Troy from Burpengary's grandfather's horse, betting number, he was always, number no, that's, eight. No, he always bet at number eight. Bet yeah. at number eight. And it was very lucky and it's also in his number Place. So the Triple M ticket is set. Yep. We've got our numbers are 15, 4, 7, 20, 27, 2, 11, and a Powerball is 8. Now, we have purchased we have. the Triple M ticket. It has been purchased today. There's a problem. <laughs> What's oh, the what? problem? After we put together the Triple M ticket yesterday on the show, yeah. we got sent an email. <laughs> oh, can we not do this? Are we not allowed? Uh, attention, Lisa, Liam, and Dobbo. This has come from... In Legal. the bosses, yeah. Please be advised that as per the current Australian commercial radio regulations, any on-air competitions pertaining to gambling or lottery draws are legally binding. As such, Triple M's policy is that any and all competitions relating to lotteries or gambling must be cleared by our internal legal department. Oh. Obviously, your segment about the Triple M ticket for the Powerball draw did not go through the necessary clearance. However, as it has gone to air, the station is now legally required Stop to distribute that. the $200 million Dollars to the AAA audience if the ticket does in fact win. <laughs> in advance of Thursday night's draw, I received this email straight after our show yesterday. In advance of Thursday night's draw, can you please advise a 
how you intend on paying out any listener who considers themselves to be a member of the Triple M family, and B, the necessary accounting systems that you have put in place for such payouts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, well, can I suggest a cash machine that we can all get the <laughs> listeners to jump in and get as much cash and stuff yep, in your pockets? Yeah, all right, that that's going to go down, down real well if I send that off. Okay. Cash machine. Well, what, what ideas have you got, genius? I've got one. I've got one. It's your fault. This is your idea. Yeah, you came up with this idea but didn't clear it from the bosses and now we're being, you know, incorporated in your unorganised and unethical ways. <laughs> that's right. right. So. I've got an idea. Right, go. We don't hand the money out. We, we have it. to. We run. And we hide. You change your name and yeah, you move yeah. to the US. And we never return. <laughs> if we win it, Con is on your own. You'll have Cornelius, the three of us. I don't even know who Ben Dobbin is. He's gone. <laughs> and Dobbo's five kids then begin searching him down. <laughs> what happened last night, though, was the night of nights for Cricket Australia. It was the Alan Border uh, and Belinda Clark, the Australian Cricket Awards happening down in Melbourne. Yep. What are you giggling about there, Joe? My shoe fell off. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Do you want to put it on? No, I can't get it now. <laughs> okay. Uh, the cricket Australian Cricket Awards were last night down in Melbourne. And uh, first off, the Belinda Clark Award, the highest individual award uh, for the best female cricketer of the last 12 months, went to Ash Gardner. She defended the title. She won the award last year. She Very deserving winner. She's now the highest paid female cricketer yeah. in the world. That huge IPL contract. She is a, she's a star. Absolutely. She's an absolute um, states person for the game of cricket as well. She's a wonderful role model. But then on the men's side, Paddy Cummins was the hot favourite to win the Allen Border medal going into the night. And it was a huge surprise when the bison, Mitch Marsh, took out the award. This is a bloke who... I had love him. Had fallen out of favour. I think it was in 2019. Four years in the wilderness. Yeah. and, and Like a bison. 2019, <laughs> he declared uh, after he made that century at Headingley, he said in the press conference, he said, yeah, most of Australia hates me, but I hope they, you know, Can't respect see? the fact oh. that I keep turning up. But because he had, he was much maligned. He was... I, I Australian like cricket fans were frustrated with him. Yeah. So talented. He had so much potential but just wasn't reaching exactly. it. Exactly. But then if you missed it last night, if you weren't a Mitch Marsh fan, you have to have been now if you watched his speech. Listen, I've just got a couple of bits for me. This is him and the Marsh family, a famous family in Australian cricket. This is him thanking his family last night at the awards. Just quickly to my beautiful family at home, to mum, dad, Sean and Melissa. Um, you, I know how proud you'll be. Dad will be sitting having six W's at the Coral Bay pub. Um, and he'll be telling me to stop crying, so uh, it's probably time to get off the stage. But um, I uh, really can't quite believe it, so um, I'll see you on the dance floor. How lovely. Beautiful. Well, he, he, his dad, Jeff Marsh, uh, Swampy, who mm. uh, was an opening batter for Australia, was a great cricketer as well, but yep. loved the frothy. <laughs> <laughs> loved yeah, obviously the frothy. still does. Yeah. Uh, but... This was the uh, this was the highlight because, uh, I mean, cricketers have forever. We've feel like they've been the most accessible of athletes because they're not. They've never been ripped units. They've never been, you know, these statues sculpted yeah. out of marble. They've been a little bit of the everyman. And Mitch Marsh, when he was thanking his captain Pat Cummins and the coach Andrew McDonald last night, he summed it up beautifully. Uh, thank yous to uh, Ronnie and Paddy. Um, you just you believe in me. Um, and I don't really know. I, I can't thank you enough for just believing in me. And, um, I'm a bit fat at times and I love a beer, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but you see the best in me always. And- I'm a bit oh, fat at times. I love, love a beer. I can use that oh. a bit. <laughs> we should nominate him for Australian of the Year. That's like well, it's perfection. There's his first book. Bi- when he releases his book, there's the title. Yeah. I'm a bit fat and I love a beer. beer. The Mitch Marsh story. He has just endeared himself yeah. to all Australians. He did. He was outstanding. So legend. well done to Mitch Marsh. Well done to Ash Gardner as well. Uh, the Aussie cricketers are just dominating the world at the moment. I have had a blow up this morning and I, I, I think – that it was justified. I understand I've got tone issues at different times and I can blow my stack very quickly. Um, I've been doing a lot of swimming, um, getting back into the grind, um, trying to get stay fit. This morning I'm lapping and I got on a bloke's legs, <gasps> a bit lazy. I'm dragged, getting a bit of drag. but Did not, touch his No, feet? didn't touch his oh, legs, but I was good, just good, getting good. a drag. That's fine. Right? Is that, now, is that a no-no in swimming? Don't work? touch people's feet. Yeah. No, okay. it's very annoying. Very annoying. Right. But I want to say this now, and I don't want to go into my life, but when I eat chicken nuggets at Macca's, I normally get the mustard sauce and I dunk the, and when I go to the bathroom, that mustard sauce changes the colour of my urine, right? Sorry. So, what? So the mustard sauce that I have when I eat my nuggets at McDonald's at McDonald's changes the colour of my urine. Mate, for you want to get that checked out? Okay. Well, it's just a fact. It has my whole life. Do we need to know that? Well, piece I'm just going to tell you because this story. Because the bloke that I'm swimming behind this morning clearly, halfway through the lap, must have been eating chicken nuggets because no, he didn't. I'm telling you, he's decided to relieve Ew. himself in the pool this morning while we're doing laps. And my goggles got a, a whole lot of it, right? Did you have your mouth closed? <laughs> yes, I did. Good. So I get out of the pool and I've given him a gobble. And he's like, well, mate, we're in a pool. It's a public pool. And I'm like, mate, that's no excuse. Now, some people might call me unreasonable. I'm going to the Olympic swimmer here on, an, on the jury on this. Pissing in the pool... <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, Why are you You're allowed arguing? to do it. That is okay. No. Wow. But I'm actually on your side, Dobber. I think that's against etiquette. You don't pee when someone is behind you because then that goes on them. Yeah, so on unless goals. you were really annoying him. Do you think it could have been a deliberate act? It might have been deliberate. He might know who you are and just thought this is my perfect yeah. opportunity to He should stop having mustard sauce on his oh, nuggets. Oh, yuck. The old, the that's old. disgusting. But that is against etiquette. Okay. So you should all be at the end of the pool and you should walk out to the five-metre flags and do your wee out there. Uh, look, this weekend is a pretty special weekend. We know the supercars is very, very close, but this weekend at World Camp Airport, Red Bull Ampole Racing are launching their season. It's pretty special. We know Gold Coast Brock Feeney has been a big part friend of this of show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, and we know how much success he's had. But this is a great story for a Toowoomba boy done good. Um, Will Brown will be the new driver there in 2024, and he joins us this afternoon on the Rush Hour. G'day, Will. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me. How good, mate. From Toowoomba to driving Red Bull Racing, part of their racing team, you must be pinching yourself, mate. Oh, definitely. I, I never thought I'd make it this far, and uh, to be driving for Red Bull and Paul Racing is uh, pretty cool, and to be having the launch this year in, in Toowoomba is really exciting. Can't that must, must be so nice to have it in what would be your hometown. Do you get have any family that get to come out and see you because you're a little bit closer? Because <laughs> when you're travelling around the world, your family never see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of travel's involved, but um, yeah, definitely this weekend. All the family will be out there, a lot of friends. Um, it's really close for us, and and it's awesome that, that Red Bull had that in mind to have it in my hometown for me joining the, joining the team. So it's pretty cool. What I like the most about it is, obviously, 
the cars are going to be at World Camp on the airport. And, I mean, we know the Wagners. Kenneth Wagner could be the wildest bloke I've ever met. Um, <laughs> tell me you're going to cut a donut. Dead set. There's going to be some absolute um, aerobatics in the cars, not only the Red Bull jet. Yeah, it's uh, it, it wouldn't be a display if we didn't do a few donuts and uh, and a few burnouts, that's for sure. And it's going to be awesome to have Matt Hall there doing a display. But they've got so much planned for the day. It's, it's going to be a phenomenal day. Now, I'm glad you mentioned Matt Hall and his plane, Will, because tomorrow, uh, Lisa Jones and I are uh, going for something of a joyride. Have you been up in the plane with Matt? And can you give us a bit of an insight into what it's like? Yeah, I've done a lot with Matt, actually. I've got my pilot's licence as well and done a lot of flying with him, but I heard he's been having a few dramas nah, with this plane. Don't, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't that's why I'm not going in it, Will. Will, that's exactly why when he's they, the they said to me... He's the ultimate professional. Nah, I said there's no <laughs> well, way I'm getting up there. It's easy for him. He wears a parachute, so he, he, <laughs> you, guys, you guys don't, so... Uh, <laughs> in, 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 he's got a point though Because I mean yeah. We get a bit loosey-goosey On a Friday I hope Matt doesn't have That same attitude <laughs> I hope the drinks fridge Isn't open Yeah actually I heard he's up At uh, Gold Coast tonight And they're heading To the casino Oh, oh, oh no I'm kidding he, he's, uh, he's an awesome pilot I've done a I've done a lot with him um, and a lot of flying, and it's a, it's an awesome thing to go and experience, that's for sure. Now, Will, I mean, obviously the great Shane Van Gisbergen, you take his seat. He's headed off on an American adventure to race NASCAR. Uh, he's dominated the sport over the last four or five years. But Brody Kostecki, the champ from last year, what's going on? Because word on the, <laughs> on the grid is that he's not going to be racing this year. He's parted ways with Erebus. Yeah, that's a word on the street. It's actually uh, uh, quite a sad outcome, to be honest. A great friend of mine, Brody, and um, not having the champion on the grid. Uh, yeah, heard of. Supercars and, and everyone involved. So I hope it gets worked out, and I hope that uh, he ends up on the grid because Supercars needs him. And, and I was looking forward to a great rivalry this year against him. So, um, yeah, very disappointed. Will, teaming up with Brock Feeney, who, as we mentioned earlier, is a friend of the show. We're so heavily invested in his career. Gee, he's a great, great talent to be a part of, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's, he's been great to work with. I've done a fair bit with Brock before I joined the team when he was younger. And, um, yeah, joining the team, he loves to have fun. And, um, yeah, we're always having a joke. It's been really good so far. It's one thing when, when like, these kind of racing teams um, get put together. But when the boss is Jamie Wincup, and yeah, you, know, you you can't bullshit. You just can't. You, you've just got to, you know, like how difficult is it? Because there's nothing you can say, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Well, Jamie Winkup could get back in the car right now and do it. Yeah. Is that, it, 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 it can have its positives and, and also I suspect its negatives. No, yeah, like I, I don't see any negatives of it, to be honest. Um, you know, he, he's pretty uh, straight up and down. He'll tell us how it is. But as you say, he's been there and done it all and um, and was extremely talented when he was doing it all. So, I can take learn a lot from him and uh, just try and pick his brain over the over the year and um, yeah, just try and better myself. Toowoomba Wellcamp Airport this weekend, three o'clock till seven. Uh, there's free entry. If you can get out there, it will be one hell of an afternoon. Can't wait, Wilbur. Before we let you go, can we just ask? Can you give us because the livery of the car is being revealed? Can you give us any <laughs> sort of an insight into what the Red Bull Ampol racing cars are going to look like on the grid this year? Yeah, I, I believe they're going to have Red Bull Ampol on them in those colours. <laughs> so, uh, That's great. <laughs> To be honest, I don't really know how to describe it, but, um, yeah, they'll look great. So hopefully there's a few people out there to check it out. It's nice to know there's two smart-asses driving for Red Bull Ampol this year. Uh, Will Brown, the brand-new driver for Red Bull Ampol Racing, mate. Best of luck with the launch event this weekend and good luck for the V8 Supercars season ahead. Cheers. Thanks for having me on, guys. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo.